Welcome to Sister Speak French, where we discuss the final season of the Fox TV series Fringe from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 31. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back, Sister J. Welcome back, Sister K. We are back for the final season of Fringe. And we're a little late, but it wasn't Sister K's fault this time. What? Yeah, well, I, knew you, I, I know you're going to say something anyway. I actually wasn't, but go ahead now that you said it. <laughs> I just wasn't in the mood, so. She wasn't, y'all. We tried. We had started recording, and it was one of those ugly episodes. See, that's why. I, <laughs> let's get on. <laughs> let's Woo. get on with friends. It was rough, y'all. Anyway. So we had to stop. And that was last week, so yes, it was Sister Jay's fault this time. All right, let's but, go. Okay, so this is episode one of season five, but we're just going to call it Transilian Thought Unifier Model 2. Uh-uh, that's, that's Model the, 11. Well, I think it's supposed to be two. It's Model 11. 11, okay, whatever. All right, so Sister Jay, where do you want to start? Well, let's start where it started, which is that we now know it's the year 2036. Yep. And Peter has been reunited with um, his daughter, Etta. Well, wait, we start, you skipped the whole first section. Of what? Of them playing in the park, Olivia and Peter in the park with a little baby Etta. Well, well, that's like a flashback thing. Yeah, but that's the very beginning of the episode. Okay, well, and go ahead. So we see that a little cute little... She Chubby, was very cute. Little bitty baby Etta. She was very cute. So cute. And then all of a sudden, the observers start coming through. Mm-hmm. You hear all these explosions, people running and hollering. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're trying to get to Etta, but she's too far away. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, boom, they come awake and it's all, she's gone. And there's like a battle scene with triage going on. <clears throat> Yep. And Peter and um, Olivia find each other, but Etta's gone. Yeah. So then Peter wakes up from this nightmare flashback, which we know is a flashback. And he's like looking around like he's disoriented, goes in and sees Etta, Etta the grown-up version, and kind of looks like he calms himself down. Mm-hmm. And she's awake and she's like, Dad? He's like, that was good. That, I thought that was a good scene. And just but I liked it when he went out into the... And to the kitchen area, and there's Astrid. Yeah. There's Astrid, and she's like, she, uh, she's, she's working on this upright uh, or vertical screen, just like in a Minority Report, which I really like. Well, it's, it's like Words with Friends, basically, but mm-hmm. upright. Words with Friends? But it wasn't even a screen there. It was like a virtual thing. Right, but it's like a virtual Words with Friends. She was playing a word game. Oh, Okay. It was like, why are you looking at me like you don't know what words with friends are? You play that, <laughs> but on your iPhone. I didn't realize she was playing a game. I wasn't focused on that. Yeah, because then she tried to type a word and it said not available. And she says that was a word back before. She um, was she was trying Nagahide. I thought she was looking up. No, it was Nagahide. It was a crossword puzzle or a word search. It was funny when she said. What do you mean it's not there? That was a very premium pleather. Yeah. <laughs> Which made it was fake anyway. Oh, she's funny though. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, so 
they're all up and they're trying. And I kind of like this scene. I do too. Them all together with Etta this time, mm-hmm. and they're all. And Kyle was like Olivia was there too with Etta, but she wasn't. No, nope. so they're all trying to band together to figure out how they're going to find Olivia. Yep. You know, which mm-hmm. I'm thinking the same thing. Oh, that's the first order of business. Mm-hmm. Let's find Olivia. <clears throat> and so, uh, Walter was a tad bit testy, though. He was a tad testy. Mm-hmm. He says, look, I, the last time I saw her, we I told her to pick up something for me at Grand Central Station. So they head out there and realize the whole building is ambered. Well, but before that, all of Central Park is concrete. They concreted yes. it over. And he's talking about, where's the park? That's true. And then we find out. Then they have to air. Then, then we find out that they are building this big, huge plant to put carbon dioxide back, into the air. Back into the air because our air is too oxygenated for them. And it makes it difficult, more difficult for them to breathe. But that would make it more difficult for humans. It's going to make it more difficult. And Etta says, well, they have one on every Mm -hmm. continent, which I found interesting. Yeah. And she said, and, you know, after they build this one, she says, it's almost complete in the whole uh, planet. And then the the life, once they build that plant, the life expectancy of humans is reduced down to 45 years. So you're dead at 45. I can see you chomping. Anyway. Yeah, so that, that was interesting. That whole thing was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, the building is ambered. Yep. Edda says, um, well, it looks like they've been. there's some cuts made out of it. And then Edda says something about amber gypsies. It was amber gypsies that mm-hmm. did it. So, Walter's like, what the hell is an amber gypsy? And basically, I guess people who snatch people out of the amber and sell them. And sell them. Mm-hmm. That's jet. That's nasty. So anyway, they go to this black market and try to find um, Olivia there. Right. And it turns out she's been sold. Yeah. To the creepy little dude. Markham. Mm-hmm. That's been in. Well, he's not. He wasn't creepy before, but in this episode, he's creepy. He's creepy. And, and it's really creepy to just use her like a coffee table. Yeah, use her Damn, like, that's like what freaked me table. out. Slopping shit on her and, and wiping he, it out. Whatever up. that red shit was that he was eating. It was nasty. Oh, it looked nasty. And then when he when he drips some, he was just like frantic to wipe it off. Then you see Olivia down in the amber. I mean, <clears throat> that's freaky. I'm sorry. It was freaky. Mm-mm. But I, I love that like when that. they busted in there. Mm-hmm. He's like, how have y'all not aged? Not I know. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> excuse me, Peter's face when he sees Olivia. I know. I that was so it. good. I loved his face. And then that, that and little twerp. Edda. That little twerp. Telling him. Well, wait, you can't take her. Uh, uh, I was hoping she would she would overlook my height, our height disadvantage. Because he he indicated that he was trying to figure out how to get her out that amber. Yeah, well, but he I, didn't really know. Right, yeah. As soon as I figure out how to get her out. Mm-hmm. It's Jay. Oh, my gosh. Do Go we on. need to pause? No. Go on. Because you are rustling and crustling. So, nobody would ever know. Yes, they can. <laughs> except you talking. You, I anyway. See, you can hear it. So what happens next is they get Olivia. 
I take her back to the lab. Podcast, and apparently the dogs don't know what to do either, and neither do you, Sister J. Eaton. Anyway, <laughs> okay, this is supposed to be a serious podcast. Come on! Oh, oh, that's so funny. So they take her back to the lab. They take well, no, before they get her into the lab. Or, excuse me, before they even get her in the car. That's true. The observers come. Observers come because that fool done, that the black market done told on him. Yep. And um, the observers come. Etta comes and tells Walter to run. Where the fuck did Walter run? I have no idea. Excuse my French, y'all. Y'all know how I am. Ooh, yeah, Lord. And this is not an HBO show, but I'm going to cuss anyway. Oh, Lord. But um, where the hell was he running? Because next thing you know, Anna is down at the truck, and they're like, where's Walter? Well, shit, he's still in the damn building somewhere. Well, so Peter, which surprised me, takes out. He's like, we got to go. mm -hmm. He leaves Walter, and of course, then the observers take Walter. Yeah, but he leaves Walter because he didn't want to lose Anna and Olivia. Olivia. Right. I don't blame Peter at all. He knows Walter's resourceful. Well, oh yeah, I think I would have probably done the same thing because there's no sense in all of y'all going back in the building mm-hmm. and everybody be caught. True. And then who knows what they would have done with Olivia su- and Olivia couldn't, couldn't fight back cause she's an Amber. Yeah, but it was still a surprise that he did it. Not to me. It made perfect sense to me. So anyway, anywho, um, so Walter, when we see him next is being tortured by an observer, and I didn't catch that observer's name. I don't the head even, guy. I don't even think. Oh, his name is Captain Windmark. Windmark. Okay. So he's the captain. <clears throat> so he is torturing Walter, and it looks pain. Well, and he's doing it all with mind. He's you know, with he, his mind. He is performing a psychic interrogation. <clears throat> That's what he was doing because when Walter started thinking of music. He knew immediately that, and, and, and he could actually hear it. And I thought it was interesting when the observer said, "Oh, you're thinking of music, huh? Yeah, we know what that is. We couldn't really make any. any we don't get, any, get anything out of it. It's just tones and melody and 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 <clears throat> rhythmic stuff." He says, "It does nothing for us." Yeah. And I'm thinking, "Oh gosh." And Walter says, "Well, it does worlds for me." Walter was so cute, though. He was he was trying to resist. He was. He was resisting pretty good. <clears throat> I mean, in the meantime, back at the other lab. Back at the, well, this isn't their lab. I guess this is back at their. Their little house. House, where they, they are. They have used that little <clears throat> device and knocked, knocked Olivia out of the amber. <laughs> All I up mean, in the wall. She went boom upside that wall. And, of course, he had to give her a shot. Uh, Peter Astrid, had to give her a shot. Peter gave her a shot in the neck. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, uh, wait a minute, wait. Let's back back all the way up. Back when they first got up and they was getting ready to leave, like to uh, to go retrieve um, what you call them, Olivia. Olivia, 
Walter said Afro. Help me no, find my pants. No, he didn't. Oh. <clears throat> that was later. Oh, okay. But what? I did like that scene. That's he called later. her. But that's As- later, Sister J. Astill or something. He no, didn't call her by a name. That's a different episode also. Oh, okay. Because we're going behind. Okay. Anyway, that's later. Okay. After they rescue him. And he's all discombobulated that he says Afro. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um, back at the house, when Olivia wakes up, you know, she and Peter, she didn't really hug Peter, which I thought was interesting. And they didn't really kiss or anything, which I also found interesting. But she did look like she was happy to see him and him, her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you could tell there was some kind of tension or something. Yeah. And then when she noticed Etta and he and Peter says, I found our daughter. And I was like, no, you didn't. And he says, well, actually, she found us. And I was like, okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> and then the look on her face was like, she couldn't believe it. That but was a touching she had, scene. Like, it was. But what I loved about Olivia's face is it looked like, without saying a word, you could see all the, she was happy, but then she was also sad that she's missed all those, all those years. years. Mm-hmm. But didn't want to, you know, that whole scene was just great. And then Etta was crying. That was really cute. <clears throat> I really liked that scene. Mm-hmm. I did. And I like how she calls them mom and dad, even though she, it's, she yeah. hasn't seen them since she was three. Yep, she was three. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah, that was a real touching scene. Very touching scene. I, you know, I didn't put a whole lot of stock into the fact that that they didn't kiss her or or hug or anything because, first of all, she just woke up out the damn amber, and Peter was having to tell her, breathe, breathe. So, I mean, she just caught her breath, number one. And number two, she was still, I would think, just those few few seconds, um, um, you know, disoriented and stuff. Because after she realized who Etta was and hugged her and everything and told her, you know, I've missed you for, I've thought about you every day for, you know, you were three years, yeah. five months, and four and, and days, four days or, or something like that. And, you know, then she, where's Walter? Because, you know, she, she's thinking now, mm-hmm. where's Walter? So the, they had to tell her then, you yeah, know. That's right. Figure but out. in the meantime, we go back to Walter and, ooh, that Captain Winmark, he is torturing him something terrible. Yes. Oh, I feel so <clears> bad <throat> for Walter. Man, John Noble is a really good actor. And though. then, you know, he. Because he was making me flinch. I know. I felt. Pain. Yeah, yeah, he was making me. And I, I wonder how they got his eye to look like that. I know. Like, like the blood vessel popping I his know, eye. that was so nasty. Ooh. But as soon as the camera started zooming in, I knew something was going to be up. Because that's what they do. And then, you know, the blood started in his eyeball. Oh, yeah. Thought, yeah. Nah. And then eventually, I know, you know, there were several scenes of the torture. But yeah. eventually... He sees an image of a little girl, which is a little Etta. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, a little girl. Who's a little the blonde, blonde girl? girl. Yeah. Who, What's who her name? She? And Walter. Yeah. Meets Walter and he didn't. says, he tells Walker, look, I'm, I'm amazed that you're able to hold yourself back and protect yourself like this. But I am going to get this information. You know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I am going to get it at some point. Well, but in the meantime... One of those loyalist officers. And see, this took me a while to to recognize who was who. 
there's there's this fight going on between the loyalists and the resistance. Etta's a part of the resistance. She's right. she's resisting the, the uh, observers and stuff, and she's well, able they to. Tell, they mask tell them. that at the very beginning. Okay. Well, not, well. well me. Anyway, it wasn't it wasn't honing in for me, but but uh, and the loyalists are those humans that are loyal to the observers, and the observers reward them with you know nice nicer places to right. live <clears throat> and safety and all that shit. So. Actually, I misspoke. It wasn't the beginning of this episode, but no, the it wasn't. first episode in last season where we go in the future, and right, Lost in Transit, they kind of tell you, right, the loyalists are these people. But that was last season. So, I know. So unless know. you go back and, and watch that episode, which actually was right smack in the middle of the season, so it's a little no, bit difficult. It was like episode twenty yeah. or something. Nah, it was anyway. Yeah, I went back and watched it, but anyhow, anyway, but everybody didn't go back and watch it. I know, Sister J. I'm just trying to so, tell you. So what I'm trying to say is my opinion that it took me a while just to recognize mm-hmm. who the loyalists were and why and, okay. and stuff. So while that's going on with Walter, Etta is, is at a building and this officer, his name was officer or agent, uh, uh, some little loyalist officer tells her that Agent Foster, who was Etta's boss, Turned out to be, or they found out he was a double agent, so he's been, uh, you know... Taken into custody. Taken into custody, which means that they're going to do stuff to him. So, Etta goes to this residence where her little friends are, and she tells them... Well, you're getting it all mixed up, because first they go to where her little loyalist friends are. Isn't that what I just said? No. You said she went to talk to this officer. She didn't talk to him until they go to try to save Walter. That's true. But, so go ahead. Well, according to to my little chronology, that's not correct. But. Well, yours is wrong. But. Mine's right. But anyhow. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so she goes to try to work with her resistance buddies to figure out, because they have all this equipment and video cameras to figure out where they took Walter. Mm-hmm. And they find out they took him to this Nepean building, which apparently is very high, guard, highly guarded um, <clears throat> building. And so her friends have this tech, this new tech they're developing, which is basically some kind of shot that they can give a living person to make them look like they're dead. Well, first of all... The whole title of the episode comes from the fact that they take that tech that Walter had, which is which is that little thing on his head. Well, that's what they're right. Which is a which is a trans transilient thought modifier. That's what Olivia retrieved from the uh, the amber. Right. And they take that with them to her little friends, and they're the ones that tell her what it is. Okay. And that it's obviously <clears throat> calibrated to to Walter. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they start, after we find out what that little device is, that's when they start looking for Walter. Okay. So that's what happens. Well, uh, you know, we don't need to go into all the details. Well, you obviously do because uh, uh, all you want to do is talk about what your, t- your timeline and what happens as your recollection. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Well, anyway, during happened. that scene where they're at the friends or the resistance people's house or whatever you want to call it. Their headquarters. <clears throat> their headquarter place. Um, 
Olivia and Peter have a chance to talk outside. Yep. And this scene, I was like, okay, why was that necessary to even add in there? The whole, you know, they're getting ready to start talking. He picks up a bottle off the ground and throws it. He picks up a bottle, an old bottle of beer bottle. Right. And he's like, oh, I wonder if they still make these and throws it. That's not what he said. He said, I wish they still made these because I could use one about now. now. That's and what he said. And then goes and litters and shatters the bottle. Get the shit right now. Well, the reason is because he was uncomfortable. Because he yes. knew yes. that Olivia blamed him for leaving. Because obviously we find out in that conversation that he left to go search for Etta. No, he did not go with her to New York. Right, because he was searching for Etta. Right. But so. I don't. But she said she didn't blame him. She said we both. Right. We both have just lost our child. We both could not deal with what we need to be for each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like this scene because it showed that it showed some of that closeness that I was wanting to see yeah. in the other scene. But still, <clears throat> without them touching each other or anything like that. That's true. And and to me, it made perfect sense. Yeah. It yeah. made perfect sense. They're because they're kind of like strangers. Because it feels like a couple months to them, but it's been like 20-some years, you know, yep. since she's seen everybody. So, I didn't have a problem with that at all, though. I didn't but anyway, I liked it. Okay. So, back in the headquarters with the little resistance uh, 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 team, anyway, they tell her, or, or um, Olivia and Peter, about the new technology where it simulates human death. They've been working on it so they can at least get close enough into the building to do some damage. Right. And so they decide that, um, that Olivia, excuse me, that Etta, because she can, because the observers cannot read her thoughts and stuff. She was going to be, uh, 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 take Peter in and, and it was Peter and her dead, uh, resistance fighter friend who actually did die in a firefight. And take the bodies to that building. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a pretty good plan. <clears throat> I thought that was pretty good. Okay, so so keep going. Oh. So cut to your conversation you had earlier where her little friend that you can tell likes her tells her a secret oh, yeah. about them having her old boss. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. As she as she is uh, pulling up to the building, and you know, of course, they got to check security and stuff, and they checking to make sure that those two human bodies are dead. The little the little loyalist guy, he says, you know, we we've captured uh, Agent Foster. We found out he was a double agent working for both sides. So you know, so she just kind of looks at him like, okay, and you can tell by the conversation that he he likes her. Yeah. So. So then she wheels them in to wherever they take the dead bodies and, you know, revives them. She got a shot. She got a shot. She revives Peter. Yeah, she revives Peter. And then they uh, they go to some other door and... and, and they go to like an outside door and let Olivia uh, in. Olivia in, mm-hmm. yeah. So then they go to this room where there's, there's these big, huge filter things. And that's what... Uh, 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 pumps in the carbon monoxide. I said dioxide uh, earlier, but it's carbon monoxide. I think it, it is dioxide. No, it's it's carbon monoxide. That's okay. why it's deadly to humans. But anyway, and they they are going to blow that up 
or stop it from or, or stop it from working so they can get Walter out of that building because you know they're in the building. That was pretty good. I liked it, and I like when he they reiterate again. The observers don't like clean air. Yeah, so this is just one such machine for this building, and that runs this building, but they have other ones out in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I like when Peter was like, okay, it's always the red wire. And he cuts it and he goes, <laughs> yeah. well, unless it's the white wire. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That I like that. Good. I like that. And then it did stop. And that, that the Captain Winmark, he was just about ready to really- No, he was done. He says, well, I got all I need from you. Yeah. And so that tells you that he got the plan and everything from yeah, Walter. I don't and then he know. said, he did. And then he said, your brain's, well, he said, I'm done with you. And your brain will make a great specimen. Yeah, he did say that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got the full plan now from Walter. But well, I took it like. As soon as he hears that air control malfunction, he jets out the room. He does. He didn't even take his coat. Mm-mm. But, okay. <clears throat> I took it like. He was saying he got all that he could get out of Walter. Not that he got the whole plane. He he said, I got all that I need from you. Which to me means he got everything from Walter that he needed. And then he said, your brain would make a perfect specimen or interesting subject or something like that. Hmm. And so to me, that means he got everything from Walter's mind that he needed. Which means the whole plan. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, but when the air control malfunction sounds, he jets it out the room, and which is so convenient because then they bust in on the other door to get Walter. And Walter is toe up. He toe down. Toe up. Toe down. Bleeding. Hardly really coherent. So they rescue him. This is when they're getting the band that he says afro. afro. And Do you have says, any music? Do you have any music? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And I oh, laughed when he said Afro. I know what he talked about. That was Afro, funny. you got any music? That's but so then the interesting thing was the next time we see that Captain Winmark, he's watching a hologram, a holographic tape of them breaking, breaking Walter out, and right. he sees Olivia, uh, excuse me, Etta. Right. And he says, hello, little girl. Yeah. So, so he, he knows. knows who she is mm-hmm. now. So then. They get home. That unifier thing activates as soon as Walter touches it because Olivia says this is what you wanted me to, to get from Grand Central Station mm-hmm. and as soon as Walter touches it it comes on right comes alive so that now they know it's it's calibrated in but now you know he can't remember what the plans were so that's kind of and then they find bad. out that that probably him resisting that torture destroyed those parts of his mm-hmm. brain. But it was funny when, when she, uh, 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 Astrid was telling him, well, Walter, you're the one that, you know, made the plans. And, and she showed him William Bell's hand because they were going to use the hand to get into that secret storage yeah. facility. And, like, and he hand? jumped back and went, ooh, ooh, whose hand is that? <laughs> well, see, and that, I thought, poor Walter, he got Well, out. see, but in my opinion, at that point, he totally did not even really know who he was. <laughs> His brain was scrambled. Could you mm. realize that? Because yeah. then he's like, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. And so he was really jumbled up. But this is the cool part about the episode. Yeah. When he wakes up and sees that reflection and goes outside to see what it is, 
and it turns out to be music, you know, CDs. CDs, yeah. And he plays that music. You could see just on his face I know. how he calmed down. That was and how awesome. It seemed to like calm his mind and maybe put his parts, some of the parts back Well, together. because he had told Captain Winmark when Captain Winmark was talking about the fact that we don't we don't even see why y'all even like music and stuff. And Walter said that's because music helps you to see from another perspective. Yeah. And 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 so you could just see that working in his mind yes. as he's listened to the that song. So yeah. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. And then when he looks out the window of the car and he sees that dandelion, mm-hmm. we growing like a little hope, a ray mm-hmm. of hope or something. That's exactly what it was. kind of crying a little bit. Yeah. That was that was really good. Yeah. That was but really But I really good. liked that episode. Mm-hmm. I liked it too. I liked the, the best part was, to me, was the reunion between Olivia and Etta. Yeah. That's, that was good. And, but you know, I, I hate to complain, but. Oh, Lord. I would like an explanation as to why these two individuals, Peter and Olivia, would be naming a beautiful little child like that, Henrietta. Because that's a name. Yeah, but that's... Henrietta. That's one of their... I can't remember now, but that name is familiar to me. And I think it's from one of their parents. Parents or something? Yeah. Because I was going to say, dang, who would name their kid Henrietta? That's real old. Can't That's beyond that. old school. One of y'all write in and tell us. Yeah, I know maybe it was it's got from, a family name or something. And they don't call her Henrietta. No, no, no. But Edda, I'm just but saying. Still, but it, that is it, her name. It's one of their family members' names. Oh, okay. Well, hey. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, I, I really <clears throat> liked that episode. It was very, very good. It was good for a premiere. For a premiere episode, and I mean, it had all the action and stuff. And of course, you know when. When when they captured Walter and was torturing him, that was just oh, that was sad. That was that sad. couldn't hardly handle that. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like one of those don't look moments, you know. But it it ended well, it, um, or at least I hope you know he's going to remember. Yeah. He's going to remember something anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, we did have a voicemail. Oh, cool! For the first time, and I don't know how long. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and it was from Bunny. Hey, Bunny. So let me play that now. Okay. Hi, Sister J. Hi, Sister K. It's Bunny from New York. I thought I would call and tell you I, I haven't caught up with my Fringe episodes yet, but I did watch the premiere on, what was it, Friday? Whenever it was on, I watched it. Uh, I don't really know what's going on other than we're in the future And it looks like, uh, I don't know, I didn't even know Olivia had a daughter. But her reunion with that daughter was just wonderful. It really eased my heart. I can't wait for you to do the podcast on on the new Fringe. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing it. And once I catch up, maybe I'll have a lot more to say. Sisters, be well, and I just can't wait to hear your voices on the podcast again. Bye. Well, thank you, Bunny. That was so nice. Thank you, Bunny, for the voicemail, first of all. Yeah, and once you get caught up, though, you'll you'll be all, you know. uh, You'll understand. Understand more and more. Yeah, and I mean, it's true. 
from the last season, because we only had one future episode. Right. Only this, one. To this premiere, which is all future, there were some things that were a little confusing that you had yes. to really try to go back and remember. Mm-hmm. And if you're not caught up on season four, mm-hmm. where in the last episode is the only time you realize there is a daughter. Yeah. Other than that future episode, then mm-hmm. you would be a little confused. But yeah, so I had to actually go back and watch that Lost in Transit episode and to kind of refresh my memory of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad. Yeah, don't feel bad. But uh, you know what, though, you bring up a a, a, a point that um, I did think about, and that is even watching that the unless you watch that last episode, uh, uh, the Transit one from season four, I just really didn't get the, the idea that the observers would be so mean or, or that they, they yeah. were not benevolent because it seems to me in almost all of the episodes uh, where we've seen the observers. And of course, you know, we, we've mainly seen September and he is so kind hearted and helpful that it's just, kind of shocking to me that they have turned out to be so evil if you will right you know right and i hope they have an episode to explain it yeah they need an episode to explain it and i'm sure maybe a little further down the line maybe we're going to find that there are observers like september who who don't agree also i'm sure so there could be factions even within the Observers. We don't know what happened See, to September either. Exactly. I mean, he was shot, but but we don't know if he's actually dead. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's interesting too. But thank you for that. Thank that you great. so much. Thank honey. you for using our uh, uh, our voicemail line. <laughs> yeah. uh, first of all, yes. Yeah. Thanks for that. And I want to mention that we have changed. Our voicemail number. Oh, cool. So, Bunny and others who would like to send us a voicemail, which we love. Yep. Uh, from now on, please use 972-755-1215, which okay. is our new voicemail number. Okay. And you're going to put that on the website? And that will be on our website. Okay. And we'll probably tweet something about that, too, sometime. Okay. But again, that was 972 755 one two one five, and it's basically just a voicemail number. You could tell us whether you'd like us to play it on the podcast or not. If you don't want us to, we won't. But we would love to hear from you. Right. Well, I would say if you don't want it played, to mention that in your voice, because that. otherwise we're going to always play them. I just said that, Sister J. Well, you didn't say it quite that way, but I, that's exactly what I just said. Anyway. Oh okay. my goodness. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Bunny, again. And for all of y'all other uh, folks out there, if you don't want to send a voicemail, but you do want to send some feedback, you can reach us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash podcast. Our website is sisterspeakpodcast.com. And we are also both on Twitter at underscore sister J and underscore sister K and at sister speak cast. Mm-hmm. And our, um, I think that's it. I think I already gave our email address and you gave our website and we gave the website and our Facebook page. And so our Facebook and are, our Twitter. Yes. And also we have been getting on to get glue lately. So if you're on get glue, um, yeah, I love get follow glue. us and I've been following people back. Um, but we like to chat during 
shows that have commercials, at least for me, I only tweet or excuse me, not tweet, get glued during commercials. because I'm trying to watch the show. Oh, I don't see. I can, I can multitask. See, I can't. I'd be, I'd be get gluing on them shows. And Boardwalk yes. Empire, Sons of Anarchy, Revenge, all uh, of Boss, them. all the ones I watch, I'm on Get Glue. So mm-hmm. anyway, if y'all are on Get Glue, let us know. Okay. It's a lot of fun. It is fun. All right. Well, that's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time.